Hi there, welcome to Hugh. My name is Darren and today we're going to be talking about who are you listening to. But firstly, I want to ask another very important question. Why did Jesus walk on the water? Can you tell me? Well, there is a very purposeful reason why Jesus did that. So let us take a look at one of those reasons why he did this. Let us read Matthew 14 verses 23 to 27. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside to pray by himself. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, They were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. What was the disciples' reaction when they saw Jesus walking on the water towards them? They were yelling out in fear. They were terrified, watching this ghost figure moving towards them across the waves. Even after Jesus had spoken to them to calm their fears, Peter, one of Jesus' disciples in the boat, was still not sure if it was Jesus or not, and so asked in verse 28, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. Why did they not recognize Jesus on the water? The answer, they were not expecting him, and therefore they could not see him as Jesus. Now you're probably thinking, how does this happen? Very easily. I know from experience this happens all the time to me. I work in a butcher shop, and I wear a hat and uniform. I serve many customers throughout the day, but on a Sunday, I am out of uniform and in normal clothes. But the customers I walk past on the street do not recognize me, even though I'm the same height, I have the same figure, I've got the same face. Some of them even look at me like, I do know you from somewhere, but still, they are not sure who I am. Why is this? Because in their minds, they have a set picture or idea about who I am. If I do not fit into their picture or idea, they will be blinded by it and will not see me. Where is all this going? Mark chapter 6 verse 51 and 52 says it all. Then Jesus climbed into the boat with them and the wind died down. They were completely amazed for they had not understood about the loaves. Their hearts were hardened. That's right, they could not see him because their hearts were hardened. The disciples were still trying to grasp who Jesus was. The breaking of the loaves did not convince the disciples that he was truly the Son of God. They knew this Jesus was a great teacher, and like many Israelite prophets before him, he performed great miracles. The disciples' hearts and minds were founded on Jewish tradition and ideas, and including their own ideas. They were not expecting someone who could walk on water and alter the weather. Jesus walked on the water to reveal to his disciples that he is the Son of God, and not just a prophet like many people of the day believed. Matthew 14.33 says, And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. Now, if you've got a bit of extra time, I will go a little bit deeper. So why can't the Jews recognize their own God. I went to quite a few Jewish and Judaism websites 
and read their reasoning behind why they reject Jesus as the Messiah. Now there are many reasons which I looked into so I could try and understand what they were talking about. This is why this podcast took so long to complete. Now one of the main reasons is about the way they believe who God is. They believe God is spirit and has no bodily form. And this God is the only true God. So when Jesus appeared on earth and said he was the son of God, and this God was his father, it caused great confusion and offended many people, usually the religious ones. The thought was, there cannot be two gods, a father and a son, because the book of Deuteronomy declares there is only one God. So this train of thought has been passed down from family to family until this day in the Jewish community. So because they have rejected Jesus, they are still waiting for a Messiah to come and rule over Israel, build a new temple and restore peace on earth. But there is another hitch. This Messiah will only come if the nation of Israel does what is right. Some of the reasons for this are from the minor prophets, like the book of Zechariah, for example. On the Jewish websites that I have been reading, some of the rabbis have been encouraging others to follow the law of God, love their neighbours, seek peace with everyone, so that the Messianic age will come sooner rather than later. And yet there are a few rabbis now lamenting that this Messiah is taking way too long to appear and that it may not even happen at all. And yet they persist in doing good works, hoping that this will encourage God to bring in their Messiah soon. It is rather sad to see some of the Jewish rabbis grieving over their hope in God and working hard to make their hope a reality. But in reality, Jesus is their Messiah and he is standing right in front of them, but they don't recognize him. Their hearts are hardened with traditions and how they choose to interpret the Torah and the prophets. Okay, let us go back and look at a few things over time. And these are very important things. The timing of the Jewish Messiah's arrival was intended to be around 4,000 years after Adam and Eve had sinned. How do I know this? In Ezekiel's vision of the temple, he was taken to the east gate, where on the south side of the gate, a stream of water flowed out and turned gradually into a river. The man who was with Ezekiel took him down the stream to the point where he could not cross over. The distance from the temple where Ezekiel could not cross over was 4,000 rods. Ezekiel had to turn around and go back to the shore. Let us look at the Hebrew alphabet. The second letter is Beit. It symbolizes a house with an open door facing the third letter, Gimel. The third letter, Gimel, symbolizes a rich man running towards the fourth letter of the alphabet, called Dalet. Dalet means poor or impoverished, and the shape of it depicts a poor person bent over. The picture here is a rich and generous person leaving his house to help the poor, which really is a picture of Jesus coming to help the poor. The fourth letter, Dalet, also depicts a door, like a tent door. Jesus said in John 10.7, So Jesus said again to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. The next one is 
On the fourth day of creation, the sun, moon and stars were created to rule over the day and night. From a logical and scientific point of view, this would not be expected, just as Jesus was not expected by the Jewish people. In my podcast, A Sign in the Heavens, I shared that it was at the 4,000 year mark that the Father, Son and Holy Spirit were revealed to mankind. And it is they that rule the earth day and night. Last of all, after Jesus went up on the mountain to pray and the disciples went ahead across the Sea of Galilee, that he saw them struggling when they were four miles out to sea. Jesus finally came down from the mountain and walked on the water at the fourth watch. The number four is everywhere. To summarize this up, Jesus came to his disciples and they were struggling in their own boat. This message is for the whole earth. Jesus came when all hope was fading away. Things were difficult and mankind was getting nowhere, regardless of his attempts to succeed in life. To the nation of Israel, you have been struggling for generations, rowing your boat over the seas of life. Your God knows this and has sent his son Jesus, who is your God and Messiah, to meet you in the midst of the sea. You may not recognize him because you are not expecting him. But this message is for you, Israel. Jesus, the Son of God, says to you, Take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. And that's what he said to his disciples when they were in the boat. So in conclusion, the question is, who are you listening to? Are you listening to yourself? Or are you listening to God and his word? Which voice are you following when God challenges our hearts with a message? The solution is, we need to humble our minds and be open to what God is trying to reveal to us. Throughout life, God works hard to align your heart with his. And sometimes, dramatic situations happen for a reason, because we are listening to the wrong heart. I hope you got something out of today. It's taken me a little while to do, but I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope God blesses you and opens up your eyes in whatever journey that God is taking you on. Have a great day. God bless.